0: A couple of weeks ago, Kerry County Council put together a new set of bylaws that were put in place to govern street singers or buskers in Killarney. So these laws, they governed buskers, uh, designating specific areas where buskers can sing from, limiting the noise level to 80 decibels, banning offensive lyrics and then forcing them to move to a new area after two hours. But the law that really jumped out at me when I read that news story was this, that singers, they must have a sufficient repertoire to avoid constant repetition. Uh, They're not just allowed to stand up in the street and sing the one song again and again and again and again. I guess it's to protect the, 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 the public from that monotony of that constant repeat of the same song. Now, we don't need to worry about that with our musicians, do we? Because they've got lots of songs, and we're singing lots of different songs this morning. And some of them write songs. Eh, We're going to hear one of them this morning as well. And our music group, are also going to introduce us to a new song eh, this morning. But sometimes, repetition isn't a bad thing. Some things are worth repeating. This is certainly the case For the message that was given by the angel to two women at the tomb on that first resurrection morning. It's so important, so impactful, so life-changing, that we need to remind ourselves of this truth again and again. And not just so that we don't forget it, but also so that we can live it out every day of our lives and we share it with others so this morning we're going to look again at this message a message that's worth repeating and we're going to read from Matthew's uh, gospel chapter 28 and verse 1 to 8 1 to 10 and dora is just so excited to come up here <laughs> and read to us this morning thank you dora
1: you, that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He, he is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them, Greetings he said. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. And there they will see me.
0: It's not surprising that the two Marys were afraid as they went to that tomb on that first resurrection Sunday. But what is surprising is that the angel could say to them, Do not be afraid. The reality was there were lots of reasons why these women could or even should be afraid. The past couple of days had been traumatic to say the least. Their leader, friend, teacher, Lord, had been arrested, falsely accused, cruelly beaten, mercilessly flogged, unjustly condemned and put to death in the most Brutal of ways. And during those events, his disciples had deserted them and fled. Even Peter, the most outspoken, the most courageous, the most confident disciple, had denied his Lord and fled in shame. Only John had stood faithfully at the cross. But the two Marys were there. Watching the one they loved take his last breath. Even as Nicodemus carefully took down Jesus' body from the cross and wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid it in Joseph's new tomb. Even then, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. Their hearts must have been broken. Their hopes dashed. Their dreams in tatters. And their minds filled with the fear of what was going to happen next. But before they could think of moving on, they wanted to perform one last act of commitment. They had bought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body. They didn't know yet why Jesus had died. They didn't understand all of this. But they were going to do All they could to to honour Jesus by caring for his body. And they were doing this at great risk to their own safety. To associate with Jesus was to put your life at risk. After all, even later on that day, the disciples, they were huddled together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews then there was that violent earthquake as the the angel rolled the stone away from the tomb and sat in it in triumph. The guards who had been posted there to guard the tomb, they were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. So it would be understandable if these two women were afraid it's really clear. There were lots of reasons why these two women should have been afraid as they stood at that tomb on that first resurrection morning. The fear was understandable. And yet, despite the trauma and the grief and the confusion and the danger, the angel could say to these women, do not be afraid. Why was that? Why was it possible for these two women not to be afraid anymore? Well, it's because the events of that morning offer an unbelievable peace. A peace that only Jesus can give. Earlier that week, Jesus had promised his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. The world likes to give us peace or offer us peace by trying to give us comfortable circumstances or protection from loss, removal of all the uncertainty of life, ensuring us against any threats and dangers. Jesus' promise of peace is a peace that goes beyond all of that. Transcends the world's thinking. A peace that is unshakable whatever our circumstances. A peace that is rock solid even through the storms of life. A peace that is undefeated by even the worst that this world can throw at us. That's because it's a peace that is based on the unexpected reality that the angel announced that morning. What did angels go on to say? He is not here. Pilate, he would given the chief priests and the Pharisees the authority to make the tomb as secure as you know how. That's why they sealed the tomb. That's why they posted that guard. But the good news is that the forces of evil were powerless to keep Jesus in that tomb. And today we can rejoice that they are still powerless to hold us. Not because of our strength, not because of our resilience, but because of what Jesus has done. Having disarmed the powers and authorities, Paul writes in Colossians chapter 2, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. On the cross, Jesus defeated the powers of evil. So that if we put our trust in him, then we can rejoice that we're safe in his hands. The angel also declared, though, Not just, he is not here, but he has risen. (laughs) The Pharisees thought that the tomb might be emptied by the disciples stealing the body of Jesus. But instead, the tomb was empty because the grave could not keep him. God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death. Because it was impossible... For death to keep hold of Him. And so today, we can experience peace. Because our ultimate enemy has been conquered. Since the fall of humanity, the grave has had the final say with everybody. It's the destiny of us all, because all of us have rebelled against God. All of us have sinned against God. But Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sins. And he rose again to show that God accepted that payment in full. And so because Jesus' tomb is empty, we can rejoice that death has been defeated. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is the law; is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The woman, we didn't expect to hear that message that morning. But in a sense, they should have. Because as the angel also said, he is not here, he has risen. Just as he said. This should not have been a surprise to his followers because Jesus spoke about this again and again. But the disciples had forgotten this. Interestingly, the Pharisees and the chief priests, they hadn't forgotten That's why they asked for that guard to be posted at tomb. Because they remembered that Jesus had said, After three days, I will rise again. So Jesus' resurrection is a demonstration that Jesus keeps his word. That he is faithful to all of his promises, even the ones that seem impossible. That means that we can have peace today. We can have certainty today. We can know our future today. Because it's been defined by the one who is trustworthy in all that he says. If we had read on in Matthew's gospel, the final promise of that gospel is this. Surely, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. What an amazing promise. If we have trusted in Jesus, if we have put our faith in Him today, in His sacrificial death on the cross, and His glorious resurrection from the grave, then we can know, we can be sure, we can be certain that Jesus is with us today. And he'll be with us forever. The the empty tomb assures us that nobody can snatch us out of his hand. That nobody can separate us from his love. So this is why we don't need to be afraid today. Even if we're going through really difficult times of trauma, of grief, of confusion, even of danger. We do not need to fear. Instead, we can rest in the peace that he alone can give. Because evil has been defeated. Because death has been destroyed. Because our future has been defined. So the angel at Jesus' tomb, told the woman, do not be afraid, because Jesus has risen. And as a result, we can have peace that goes beyond all understanding. But maybe you're here this morning and it just sounds too good to be true. Maybe for you it just sounds like wishful thinking. And these days, maybe it's right to be a little bit sceptical. Because there's lots of things out there in the world that aren't true and they're trying to trick us. A couple of weeks ago, some pictures of this gentleman here appeared on the internet. They appear to show Donald Trump being arrested and running from the police and even in jail. But of course those pictures aren't real. They've been created by the artificial intelligence that you've heard lots about in the news today. And I don't know how many people actually believed them, but a lot of news stories and news agencies <clears throat> put out stories warning people about, against them and, and encouraging them to look closely, to be careful what they believed. They advised that if you look closely, you can see that something is off in these pictures. And it's obvious if you look very closely that they're not true. Some of the proportions are not quite right. The hands often look strange. They they look a bit staged. Parts of the pictures are, are, are blurry. Now, of course, as technology develops, this is going to become increasingly more and more difficult. So, looking closely is really important in this world. But that's the same about the resurrection. Thomas. He's often singled out as the guy who doubted the resurrection. We often call him Doubting Thomas. But it's kind of unfair. Because most people doubted the resurrection when they heard about it first. Most people struggled to believe it. When the the, the woman told the disciples about what the angel had said to her, it says in Luke chapter 24, they did not believe the woman because her words seemed to them like nonsense. Nonsense. Even the women themselves struggled to believe what they heard. When they left the tomb that day, they were afraid, yet filled with joy. They were still struggling to work it out, struggling to come to terms with the message they'd heard. So the angel did not just tell them about the resurrection. He also said, come and see. Come and see the place. He invited them to come and look closely, to investigate the claim, to check out the evidence, to see for themselves the convincing proof that Jesus really is alive. That's what Peter and John also did when Mary Magdalene went back and told uh, them They were as hesitant and sceptical as any of us would be. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. They came to do what the two Marys had been invited to do by the angel. To come and see, to come and look closely, to come and investigate. To see for themselves, is this really true? And it's absolutely crucial that we do the same. That's because too much depends on this. The Apostle Paul, he wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, that if Christ has not been raised, if it's just a fairy story, if it's just made up, if it's just a myth, then our preaching is useless and so is our faith. Our faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Our faith rests on the truth of the resurrection. If it's a myth, if it's made up, then our faith is a waste of time, so we might as well just pack up and go home right now. Please don't. So we need to be sure. We need to be certain. We need to be convinced that Jesus is alive. And so, like these women, we're invited to come and see, come and investigate the evidence. And there's lots of convincing evidence available. The Marys, they would have seen the empty tomb. The angel rolled away the stone, not to let Jesus out of the tomb, but to let these women in, to see that his body was not there. They would also have seen the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. This was not a grave robbing. This was not a resuscitation. This was a supernatural resurrection. It was almost as if Jesus had just passed through those grave cloths. Later they saw even more evidence. When Jesus met them on the road. And this again was not a vision or a hallucination. Because they grasped his feet. And worshipped him. They saw for themselves that Jesus is alive. And today, we even have more evidence than that because we can see the changed lives of these disciples who saw Jesus for themselves and courageously and consistently declared, God has raised this Jesus to life. And we are all witnesses of the fact. Today, if we are struggling to believe We don't need to stay that way. Instead, we can come and see the convincing evidence that Jesus really is alive. That he really has conquered death. And we can trust his outrageous claim when he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. The angel told the two Marys, don't be afraid and come and see. But there was one last part of that message. Verse 7, then go quickly and tell his disciples. This was such good news that the women must not keep it to themselves. They must not be silent about this. They had to share it with someone, with others. And this commission was reinforced when they met the risen Lord. Jesus said to them, don't be afraid, go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Go and tell. And then later, when when Jesus met with his disciples on the mountain in Galilee, he also commissioned them to go and tell. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to be everything I have commanded you. This was a message worth repeating. Again and again and again. It's too important to keep to ourselves. It's too important to hide from anyone. It's a message to shout from the rooftops. To share over coffee. To speak about with friends and family. To take out to this world. And it's a message that requires Urgency. Did you see the angel told the woman to go quickly and tell the disciples? And that's what they did. They hurried away from the tomb and ran to tell the disciples. Later, when Peter and John came to the tomb, they ran as fast as they could. Even later, when the two met Jesus on the road to Emmaus, As soon as they recognised Jesus, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem to tell the disciples that they'd seen the risen Lord. And I'm not running as fast as I used to do these days. Maybe you haven't got out for a run for a long time. But this is a message that we mustn't hang about with. This is a message that requires urgency sharing it with others needs to be the priority of our lives resurrection sunday is not just a day once a year it's not just something to live in the joy and the freedom of for ourselves each every other other day of the year this is also the mission of our lives go quickly and tell as many people as we can. This is a message that is worth repeating again and again and again. Do not be afraid. Jesus has defeated sin and death. So come and see Check out the evidence for ourselves so that we can put our trust in Jesus and enter into that peace that passes all understanding. And then go and tell as many people as possible the good news that Jesus is alive.